Whether you're a pro athlete, an exhausted parent, or you spend all day in an office chair, CBDMD wants to give you the support you need to make it through the day. CBD Freeze and Recover are an outstanding duo of topical products with specialized formulas to provide targeted relief where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try Freeze and Recover and any other CBDMD product, you can take 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday, final podcast of the week. Going to get you set for the weekend, then we're going to do things a little bit different at the end. I'm going to play you a segment from the new Locked On Today podcast. I've just started listening to this every single morning. That's the first thing I now listen to. Catch up on everything kind of I need to know about sports in just 20 minutes. It's really great. So I'm going to play you a segment of that. It also gets into a lot of the talk around the NBA All-Star game, which I think is pretty relevant too. So it'll kind of serve that purpose for you as well. So let's dive into it. Two games over the weekend in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So first game up over the weekend, the Pelicans taking on the Dallas Mavericks tonight in Dallas as the Pelicans are on their Mardi Gras road trip, which it didn't even like dawn on me that it was their Mardi Gras road trip, which happens every single year. That's kind of how out of the loop I feel about certain things and how weird Mardi Gras this year feels like. Like Tuesday's Fat Tuesday, and I won't normally have a show on Wednesday. I'm not going to record then, and I'm going to record because why not? There's nothing else to do, so you guys will get a show on Wednesday for this all, but um, it's just kind of weird that they're on the Mardi Gras road trip, but anyway, Dallas Mavericks have had an interesting season, probably disappointing given some of the hype that was around Luka Doncic to start the year, and he was certainly my preseason MVP, but they've struggled, and he struggled particularly on the defensive side of the ball, and as they've gotten healthy recently, they're on a bit of a winning streak, hopefully trying for them, trying to figure some things out, but this comes on the heels of where they lost six straight games a little bit before. They've won three in a row right now. And their offense is stabilized. They're not kind of having those games where it's just Luka and no one else um, with Chris Tapps Porzingis back in the lineup now. But defensively, they've been atrocious. As bad as we've hated the Pelicans in their defense, I actually think the Dallas Mavericks defense has been worse. Their starters over the past couple of games have been okay. You run Luka Doncic in there. You run Josh Richardson in there. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleba, and Porzingis. And it's good enough. I don't think it's an elite lineup and hasn't been quite elite throughout the year. But it's good enough. And it's above average. But then you start to move in some of these bench guys who just play no defense for him. And they just get lit up. Particularly Tim Hardaway Jr. As much as he can score. And he's averaging 17.2 points per game this season. And he's shooting 40% from three on high volume plays no defense and so New Orleans shouldn't have trouble scoring in this one and they didn't have trouble scoring against the Chicago Bulls the other night this game really comes down to a lot of 
the defensive uh, side of the ball for New Orleans. Can they, can they get a stop here and there? And if you can, I do wonder if you can beat this Dallas Mavericks team given some of the issues that they have on defense because I don't actually trust them to get a stop whatsoever, which means the Pelicans in this game do not need to settle. You need to be aggressive. You need to drive. You need to attack. And you don't want to just settle for shooting three-pointers. And if you're not having a good three-point shooting night, though most teams do um, against the Dallas Mavericks, you definitely don't want to bail that defense out and you want to be aggressive and attack and not just miss because you're bad shooters. And hey, cool, empty possession for New Orleans. You're going to lose the game that way. So you need to stay in aggressive attack mode all game long. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest keys to this one. On the flip side, defensively, Dallas is good at hunting weak defenders. They did this against Trey Young in their last game um, where he thought he was fouled on the final call. He, he, he wasn't. And then was fined $20,000 for yelling at officials, which is the most obvious thing that was going to happen to him ever. But they hunted him, particularly in the second half of that game, trying to get him onto a guy like Luka Doncic, who tends to get a lot of calls in his favor, get him in foul trouble, hunt that bad defensive matchup. And I wonder if they're going to try and do the same thing in this game. Are they going to try and force switches where all of a sudden it's a guy like Zion on Luka, where Luka might be able to take him to the rack or get an easy foul or two on Zion and force him to the bench, hurting New Orleans kind of on offense and all the way around. And with Rick Carlisle there as their head coach, who's one of the better ones in the league, one of the smarter coaches at the very least, he could probably do some of this. So it's something to kind of keep an eye on that New Orleans definitely doesn't really want to be switching on this. But without a guy like Drew Holiday, who's thrown clamps on Luka Doncic before, I'm hopeful they won't run into a Zach Levine type situation from the other night. You want Luka Doncic shooting threes? That's probably the best thing for this team. He's only shooting 31% from deep. And if he starts making threes, you might have to kind of play one of those regression to the mean games where you just hope eventually he's going to start missing and he won't shoot 50% all season or all game long. Because if you start running him off the line and he's allowed to drive and he can do all the special things he does with the basketball, you might get burned inside that way. But it really might come down to, does Zion get in foul trouble or not? If he's not and he's out there the whole time, I don't see him not scoring against this defense. And Porzingis for them has been not not great. I don't know. Uh, he looks kind of washed, though I don't want to quite say that. So I'm going to be curious about that matchup and kind of the head coaching matchup in this one. And to Stan Van Gundy, uh, is he going to be ready to make adjustments after halftime, something he really struggled with? against the Chicago Bulls. You're going to probably need them in this game. But this one, certainly given the two defenses out there, should be really high scoring, at least fun to watch. So we'll get to the Detroit Pistons here in just a second because, wow, weird team. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but college basketball, the NBA most importantly, and NHL are all in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV as well. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, and they have you covered on all the news, scores, and odds you want. It's the best way to place your bet and it's free to sign up. So head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Again, promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Free money right there. You've already won a bet, basically. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Don't forget, subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast. I co-host the Wednesday edition. And if you just want to know everything that went on in all of the association the night before, all of the games, the biggest stories, because look, you're not going to watch like the eight games that are going on every single night, and that's okay. We recap it all for you and cover it all in the Locked On NBA podcast. As I mentioned, I'm there on Wednesdays. And on Fridays, you get Anthony Irwin of Locked On Lakers, Adam Mata's of Locked On Nuggets, as they wrap up the biggest stories from around the league. You're going to get game recaps, weekend previews, and of course, weekly NBA power rankings you can't miss. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast today wherever you get your podcasts. And it's also a game day for the Pelicans Sunday as they take on the Detroit Pistons. By the way, as I'm recording this, the Pistons have six wins total, tied for the worst record in the league at 6-18, and 18, a team that New Orleans should beat, right? You say all of that stuff, and New Orleans should win. We say should because this is a weird Pistons team, man. Like, I don't know quite what to make of them other than they're they're not good. I think we can agree on that with their record. But look at their wins. The six wins they have over the Boston Celtics, uh, the Phoenix Suns, the Miami Heat, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Lakers, and the Brooklyn Nets. Those are six really quality wins, right? Like, really quality wins. Now, The rest of the time, it's 18 losses, and we can point out all the teams that they've lost to, but still, the fact that basically all of their wins are over quality teams is kind of shocking and a little bit weird. And I think it's one of those things where you look at this team and you just assume it's a win, take them for granted, right? Except... They try hard. That is certainly what they do. They might not be good, but they are trying hard and they're led by Jeremy Grant, who left the Nuggets to go to this team to take on a starring role offensively. He's averaging 24 points per game, uh, six rebounds and three assists, and he's shooting 40% from deep. It's still pretty good, right? They've got Blake Griffin, who can still do some work inside, and they just have a bunch of guys that can get you like 10 plus points on a nightly basis, no more than like 15, no more than 12 really, but they have a deep enough team that can go out and really try and score. This is just one of those things. If you get a big win over the Mavericks, let's say on the road, you feel good about that. You can't then go up to Detroit and just assume that you're going to beat this team. Because they will surprise you just like they did against the Brooklyn Nets the other night. And the Brooklyn Nets were without Kevin Durant. They clearly mailed that game in. But you'll lose if you do that. You're not more talented than this team to the point where even if you sleepwalk through a game, you you could win. You'll get beat that way against this Detroit team. Um, And it's kind of interesting to see that, again, all of their wins are over quality opponents. They've also played one of the stronger strength of schedules this season, and maybe that has something to do with their record. So maybe, maybe they're not as bad as the record indicates. The other thing is they're really good at forcing turnovers, getting their hands in the passing lanes, forcing you into mistakes. They're they're forcing opponents to turn the ball over almost uh, 15% of the time they're on offense. That will doom New Orleans, right? This is a team that cannot do that. They had a good, they did a good job taking care of the ball against the Bulls. Didn't end up winning that game, but you've got to take care of the Rock if you're in New Orleans because it just makes that defense so much worse. It's an easy way for Detroit to score, and they may do that to New Orleans if you don't take this game seriously. Their offense isn't good. It's in the bottom third. They went 24th in the league. But you don't want to give them any easy points. So New Orleans does need to take care of this game very, very seriously, and I hope they do. 
Detroit's dealing with injuries. There's no, oh, by the way, we're not going to see, most likely not going to see two uh, former Pelicans here. You've got Jalil Okafor, who's out for a while. And then Frank Jackson is uh, also out and didn't play in the last game for them as well. So I don't think he's going to be playing in this one. He seemed sick. So we're going to see, but don't expect to see former New Orleans uh, players here. But Detroit could surprise you given that they're just somewhat feisty. Those bad teams try really hard. They just don't have the talent, right? But they can get it done, I think. Um, so as long as the Pelicans don't turn the ball over, I think they should be okay. But also every time I've like predicted a win or a loss, I've basically been wrong. So it's like kiss of death for New Orleans. So I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to say here to not jinx things because I'm pretty good at doing that so far this year. But yeah, let's do it again. They should not lose and this should be an easy win against the Pistons. So we'll get to the Locked On Now clip here in just a minute. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. They've done it. Built Bar has got their best tasting bar out there yet. I received a box of these the other day, and this is easily going to be my my favorite flavor. It's also a limited edition flavor, so I'm going to order a couple of these boxes because I don't want to not have these things. It really tastes that good. If you like the cookie dough chunk Built Bar, then you're going to absolutely love the new one, the Coconut Brownie Chunk. Dark chocolate, coconut, and real brownie chunks in there. It really doesn't get any better. It's light. It's airy. The consistency and everything is like nothing I've had before in terms of a protein bar. You'll have no idea, no idea that this thing is healthy for you at all. It's got 15 grams of protein and just 150 calories, and it's a limited time flavor. So go to BuiltBar.com today. Make sure you order this thing. Use the promo code Locked On, like I'm going to be doing because I'm going to order a couple more boxes of these. This thing is literally that good. This is my favorite flavor hands down, and I eat one of these things every single day. So again, go to BuiltBar.com. Make sure you try the Coconut Brownie Chunk. So Locked On Today is the newest podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's a 20-minute daily show that covers everything you need to know and be prepared for when it comes to sports. You want to be just knowledgeable for your friend group? This is the thing to listen to. You don't watch some of these specific sports. That's okay because Peter Bukowski, the host, is great and is going to give you the biggest takeaways, the need-to-know information when it comes to what's going on in the world of sports. I listened to the show the other day, um, and I started adding this into kind of my daily routine, like I said in the opening, I think I think this is basically the first thing I play every single morning now um, when I wake up and start to catch up on the news like around the world in sports because I care about all of that. And he was talking about the um, all-star game when it comes to the NBA, LeBron's reaction to it, some of the other things too. And so I figured I'd just play a clip from the show. So this is what you can expect every single day from this show. Locked On Podcast Network and Radio.com present Locked On Today. The NBA and its players are on opposite sides of the All-Star Game. Are the Jets the most interesting team in the NFL this offseason? Plus, can the Minnesota Vikings follow in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' footsteps? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. We haven't heard much about the NBA All-Star Game lately, which is likely headed to Atlanta in less than a month. What's going on with that? Maria Martin with our friends at 11 Alive Sports gives us an update. An NBA All-Star Game announcement seemed imminent, but as word circulated that the league was scrambling to put a game together, I think it's stupid. Player criticism arose. 
Reports stated that the league and the Players Association liked the idea of having the game, but the actual players, not so much. Still dealing with a, with a pandemic. We're still de- dealing with everything that's been going on. And we're going to bring the whole league into one city that's open. Obviously, you guys can see I'm not very happy about it. After LeBron's comments, no announcement, just murmurs of the league continuing to work out the details. The job for the union has been to try to make sure our players are healthy and safe. Chris Paul is the president of the NBA Players Association and advocated for an all-star game, and he's still working to make that happen. Different situations, you know, guys who've been playing a lot of games uh, who hadn't really had much of breaks. You know, guys look at that break as an opportunity to see their families. Television rights are what makes it too appealing for the league to give up. Last year's game saw a ratings increase of 8%, 7.3 million viewers. Ads sold out in record time in 2020, bringing in millions. We all know why we're playing it. Uh, you know, is money on the line, just putting putting money over health right now. There is no timeline for an announcement, but it's likely coming. It may not bring the same fanfare as a typical event, but for Trey Young, he says it would be an honor. It's a different opinion for me uh, than a lot of other guys who are flying in. And um, I understand both sides. 11 Alive has been on top of this from the start. They'll continue to update us. But for the latest, check them out at 11 Alive News and 11alive.com. I, for one, don't understand how someone like Chris Paul can say, hey, we care about our guys' safety, our players, that's what we're worried about, and then say, well, we need to play this exhibition game that doesn't actually matter in the standings. LeBron has it absolutely right. This is about the money. This is about protecting the Golden Goose. They can sell ads on it, so they're going to have a game, and that's just the reality of the situation that we are in. Coming up next, are the Jets the most interesting team in the NFL, at least for a couple months? Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. It took overtime, but the Lakers beat the Thunder 114-113. to Wednesday night, LeBron James made a three with 19 seconds left in the fourth quarter to tie it at 105, then got the defensive rebound on the other end to send the game into overtime. The Phoenix Suns ended the Milwaukee Bucks' five-game win streak last night in a game that came down to the final seconds and a Giannis jumper at the buzzer that wouldn't go. Brendan Clean here with you from Locked On Phoenix Suns, coming to you live from Phoenix Suns Arena after a 125-124 victory by the Phoenix Suns over the Milwaukee Bucks, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. The Suns uh, come from a back and forth game and Devin Booker takes them home once again with some fourth quarter scoring, gets to the free throw line off of an isolation on Chris Middleton late. But more than anything, this is the Suns offense that we talked so much about. They started off as a as a strong defensive team. They came together defensively with Jay Crowder, DeAndre Ayton, Mikhail Bridges leading the way there. Now the offense is is really at its peak. I've been talking about it for days and, and on, on Locked on Suns, and here we are. Another magnificent performance, 125 points against this Bucks defense. Weather the storm as Giannis got to the line, I think 20 or so times. The refs were almost uh, using broken whistles, it felt like, with how consistently that call was there for Giannis Antetokounmpo, but no matter. The Suns come away with the victory in front of a arena full of fans, and uh, it's their fourth straight. They are now 15-9, and nine, heading up the Western Conference standings. And as I said, coming together as an offensive squad and really realizing their potential. For more on this team, follow Locked on Phoenix Suns wherever you listen to podcasts. 
The Timberwolves fell to the Clippers 119-112, but they did get Carl Anthony Towns back as he returned for his first game since contracting COVID-19. Towns played 31 minutes and scored 18 points. Towns, of course, lost multiple family members to the COVID-19 outbreak and has been outspoken about his difficult experience in the pandemic. Five WNBA teams combined to make five trades, including seven players and five draft picks on Wednesday, highlighted by Natasha Howard heading to the New York Liberty and the Dallas Wings landing the number one overall pick. The Seattle Storm lost two key contributors to their 2018 and 2020 title teams while reshaping the roster with a focus on younger talent that also involved the Minnesota Lynx and Phoenix Mercury. Nearly half the league's teams in all were involved in the transaction. Here is another story you need to know. Between new coach Robert Sala and the swirling Deshaun Watson rumors and as much cap space as any team in the league has in an offseason where a lot of teams are going to be cap crunched, the New York Jets just may well be the most intriguing team of the NFL offseason. John Butchko from Locked on Jets joins me now. And John, when you are looking at the big picture for this Jets offseason, do you have a number one priority list here on, on what they need to get accomplished moving forward? You know, Peter, it's difficult to say because the Jets just need pretty much everything right now. This was <laughs> it was a two and fourteen football team. And as you mentioned, there are going to be a lot of tools at the disposal of this team because they have cap space. And this is a unique year to have cap space. Most years the salary cap goes up in the NFL. So even if you are among the league leaders in cap space, everybody's got some money to spend. So you may be you may be able to get certain free agents, but you have to pay a lot for them. This is going to be the type of year where there are not going to be a lot of teams with money to spend. So your dollars will go further. But in addition to that, the Jets also have an extra first round pick and an extra third round pick from the Jamal Adams trade. So that's the good news. The Jets have a lot of resources to make their team better, but the bad news is they need a little bit of everything. Right. They've got a lot, but they need a lot. And that, that creates some questions about priorities. So is there a price with Deshaun Watson that you would just say, look, that's too much. It's, it's just too much. You know, the way I look at it is I don't think that you would ever say 15 years from now, oh, man, we shouldn't have given up that extra first-round pick for Deshaun Watson. He's not <laughs> right. good. So I think it's more what are you trying to accomplish because if you can figure out that either a Zach Wilson or a Justin Fields or you know maybe some other quarterback like a Trey Lance is going to be a franchise quarterback – that might be the quicker way to contention because then you take the classic NFL strategy of getting the quarterback on the rookie deal and you have all these resources to build around them. With Watson, you're guaranteeing yourself stability, but he's going to come at the expense. First of all, he's going to take up a lot of the cap space that you've got. But second, he's going to take up a lot of the draft capital that you have. Now, if you're trying to win a Super Bowl over the next you know, 10 to 12 years, Deshaun Watson is probably the best starting point that you can have, but it's probably going to be a slower build 
although it's a you know it's a lower risk because you know Deshaun Watson's going to be great. So the way I view it is not so much is this the right move or is it the wrong move. It's more which strategy do you want to take? Do you want to take the sure thing that maybe brings you stability quicker, but it would take a little bit longer to build up the rest of the roster, or are you looking for the home run right now to potentially have a talented young quarterback to build around and as many resources as any, as any team in the league to build around them. It's not, I think it's more, which path do you want to take as much as it is? Is this the right move? Is that the wrong move? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers went from out of the playoffs to into the Super Bowl. Can the Minnesota Vikings take the same kind of leap and break their seeming franchise curse? That's our cue of the day next. There you go. That's the Locked On Today podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, as well as subscribing to Locked On Pelicans, too. So enjoy the two games over the weekend. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Be back with you all on Lundy Grau to recap both games.